Good day everyone, you're listening to Time to Your Hobby, and this is episode 47, Record and Play. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Sam as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks again for bringing me. Yeah, well, we just met like a couple seconds ago, and you just came in my house, you know where I live, and now we're recording, so we're straight to the point, no small talk except for this small talk, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to talk, let's go. Yeah, so before we jump too far into your hobby um you seem like you're an interesting individual and people might want to learn a little bit more about who is this uh, special individual um yeah so my name is sam chen um a lot of people know me locally as a video guy in ottawa i actually started my own video company about uh four years ago um i used to do videos all across um, ottawa including tula festival um general electric startup canada l'oreal um i've done videos all around and i was brought here because um alex thought I saw my YouTube channel called Super Senpai. Now, Super Senpai is actually um, my hobby. I actually do YouTube videos for um, my part, my pastime. I guess there's a little info there. I am a geek, so, you know, we, we can also elaborate on that later on. Oh, good. So we're both geeks. So that, that's perfectly fine. We can go on for hours. Hopefully the listeners will enjoy a five-hour podcast. Maybe not. Maybe they will. I don't know. But you're here now, which is great. And you did mention your hobby today, which is YouTube. So you are considered a YouTuber. How'd you get introduced to that? So, um, YouTube started off back when I was in high school, actually. Me and my friends used to make videos. Uh, we used to do this for homework. Unfortunately, the very first video I ever made was called Gonorrhea because it was health class. So that was not the best way to introduce myself to video, but I learned a lot from there. Just uh, no, nothing um, very over PG-13 happened. It was just a bunch of guys who had no idea what Gonorrhea meant. We thought it was a pipe. <laughs> so um, that was a very odd video to get an A minus on, but you know, hey, I'm you proud know. of that. I'm proud of that moment. Is the video still online? Oh God, please don't. No. Uh, I, I had to take that down from all those jobs <laughs> when I was applying back then. You couldn't get it monetized, right? Oh, I, I could. It's just, I don't want to. <laughs> um, after that, then I went to university. I started my own YouTube club uh, with my friends and then I got a job. I worked as a marketer for a year and then had the opportunity to start my own video company and that's where it took me off. After some time, I guess it was a bit tough to make something that you love into a career. A lot of people don't say that. A lot of people are like, oh, do what you love and you'll love and you'll do perfect in your career. And turns out it's not because if you see something every day, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. What you love becomes something that's it's a pain. Like every day you're just getting judged saying that every single thing I do, I don't do it because I enjoy it. I'm doing it because of the price on it. And especially the entrepreneur, if the price isn't there, then you're just wasting your time. So it was a bit difficult. And... I decided to take a step back to say, all right, you know what? I'm going to try something else. I'll be, go back to be a marketer. I'm going to work at the company to actually expand myself across globally. But then something hit me that I was missing. Like, it's weird to say that if you have a hobby, like if you have something that your skill set, but you stop doing it, you feel like you're missing something part of your life. So then I got back into YouTube. I created a channel called Super Senpai because actually uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a teacher. And senpai in Japanese means teacher. Unfortunately, when I was in co-op in high school, the teacher looked at me and she gave me C minus. And she said to me, if you make people smile in your classroom, then you aren't a teacher. You can't teach them anything. Kids can't laugh if they want to learn. And that made me think maybe I shouldn't be a teacher. Over the years, I realized that was the worst message she ever told me. And this YouTube channel was a way for me to say, you know what? I'm going to show people the different ways in life. I'm going to tell them my life stories and I'm going to have fun with it. And over the community all across Ottawa and even across some of the world, we have sponsors who come into our videos, ask us to try demonstrations, ask us for experiences, ask for some live pro tips. Uh, one of my videos, I actually talked to people about um, cheating in school. 
um, was pretty bad because in Chinese school, um, it's a bit complicated to explain, but long story short, imagine if, if you have a booklet that said um, Clifford the dog is uh, Clifford the dog blank uh, Emily. And you have these selective verbs. I don't know what they meant, but they're like, all right, the teacher's like, one of them is soy means because. Ingwei is there. Um, uh, well, they both mean because. Raho means right after that. So then for me, I just put the word everywhere I could because I only knew how to write the word dog. I only knew the word, write the word me. So I wrote, dog looked at me because I looked at him. Dog looked at me. And then I looked at him. Dog looked at me. And this is that for the whole report, for the whole test. Teacher's like, all right, Mr. Chen, um, he, she brought my father. Your son's correct, but this isn't what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so those are little stories I had. Um, I actually want to bring up uh, my first time YouTube. Is one of my first videos was called. Um, it was a K-pop video because I actually didn't know much about K-pop back then, and that video actually opened up the whole world to me about K-pop. I actually am a big fan of one of the K-pop groups called Twice. I actually have a little game for you right now for, to start off. Okay, yeah, so, absolutely. K do you know much about K-pop? My wife is South Korean, so I get my K-pop fix from her. Good. So. <laughs> A lot of things that are difficult in K-pop is the K-pop groups have very interesting names. Can you guess which one's a boy group, which one's a girl group? <sighs> Absolutely not, but I'll give it a try. All right, so we're going to go a little bit difficult at the beginning. The first one's called One Team. Is that a boy group or a girl group? That's a boy group. Correct. Next one is One the Nine. One, the, like the number one, D9? Yep. No, one, then the, the, and then nine. One the nine. That's a girl group. Wrong, it's boy It's supposed to represent wonder nine. So the one and then the. Oh, okay. That's why, why it's a boy group? I don't know. <laughs> Next one is a new group called Itsy. Itsy. Ooh, this is a trick question. It sounds like it's like, ooh, Itsy, cute. But no, that's a boy group. No, it's a girl group. Ah. <laughs> They're actually one of the new popular ones right now. So just a little bit of experience from here. Like you get a feel that this was actually one of my first videos that got me into K-pop. I thought it was a joke. But then when I looked into it more, I actually started looking at people and YouTube brought me a little bit closer to something I actually love. That little interesting exercise right there, um, it was a random idea I had that I made into a video. It got about 1.5 thousand uh, views. That's the fun thing about YouTube is I didn't make the content because I had to. It was because it was something enjoyable. This wasn't a job. It was something that I was curious about and I had a good time laughing about. So that's where it started. And I've seen some of your videos and it seems like you touch a lot of different topics, which is good. Like you have like some really fun ones with your twist to the challenge. And then you have some deep videos where you explain what's going on through your life, which gives a breath of fresh air. And so what would you actually say is the best part about YouTubing? I think it reflects back to, um, I guess it goes back to you while you podcast. And I think the number one reason is because of the memories you create. When I look at YouTube, I'm not looking at, oh, I had a thousand, I have 5,000 views, I had 10,000. There's a video on YouTube of me flipping a table for 80,000 views. I don't know who's watching it, but this on there. That table deserved it. Oh, please don't do it. Please. It's from Carlton. I actually think I damaged it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's every time I look back at the videos, I see my friends laughing with me. And that's why a lot of videos you see over time, there's more people in them. I decided to bring people into my life and in probably five, 10 years, I'm going to look back and say, you know what? I had a good time. I see my friends in a different point of view. I see my friends when we're together, even though some of my friends actually had to move back to Toronto. Some of my friends had to go here and there. I still have those memories and I keep hold of those videos because that is a big part of me. YouTube really brought something differently that a job didn't. Um, as a full-time job, you're just like, oh, I have to make sure this video is done. The client's good. I have to make sure it's good. Okay. I never want to see this video again. These ones are, you know what? Like, I could stay up till like 
the next day to make the videos I do for YouTube versus the ones I do for work because I just love to relive those moments. You know what? I, I completely understand you. It's the same thing where you rewatch a video or you re-listen to an, a podcast episode. Let's say 20 years from now, we look back like, wow, was that our style? Did we actually say that? Alex, you had so much hair. I'm still bald. I, I don't think I'm going to gain any more hair. But no, I do completely understand your point of view of why you do it. And there's no time restraints. You can go at your own pace. If you want to take a break, you take a break. If you want to jump back at it, do like four videos in one day. Hey, don't bring yourself out. But hey, the option is there for you to do it. And now I see right in front of me, you have a gimbal. Yeah. So the gimbal, actually, um, for me, I always tell people, you don't need the most expensive equipment to make a video. I actually tell the other professionals too. All you need is a camera that says 1080p and you go from there. The gimbal actually helps me move around. So you see those giant crane shots? Those things are so brutal to use. Like I had this crane that's like $2,000. I lift it up. I have to program the waiting. Took me about an hour. Then I finally filmed and the battery died. And it's just like, why is this thing in the market? So then I switched to my cell phone to put on the gimbal. And that is 10 times better because a Google Pixel or Apple is actually high as, as quality as a DSLR. So people out there, if you want to do YouTube videos, if you want to make your own films, use your phones. Use anything you have for the beginning. When you get comfortable, you expand. I brought the gimbal today because um, we'll see in the next question. Because if, <laughs> if the next question is what I think it is, um, you guys are going to see something exciting. All right. I hope I'm asking the right question. But here it comes. What kind of equipment do you use? That was not the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get back to the other question after. But yes, what kind of equipment do you use for your podcast? Um, I mean, for your YouTube. I literally just use the Canon video. Anything that does 1080p, um, people say you need 4K, you need all that stuff. If you don't know, your cell phones usually only do 4K, uh, 1080p. So 4K is not needed right now. Uh, maybe in the future, you only all you need is really a cell phone. And then that's how you get out there. Um, that's why YouTubers, Instagrammers, everyone's out there getting um, viewership because make the simple things in life. And a lot of people don't appreciate the hard work, unfortunately, but that's what, but that's what social media is. The faster you get out there, the more you get credit. And also you can, you don't need to buy the latest technology to do a YouTube video or a podcast. Like I have this, uh, audio interface that's from like 2008 and it still works fine. <laughs> so you're fine. Just YouTube's different. Cause, um, if you don't know about Adobe, Adobe raised their prices again. So they're double, they went from one time pay to subscription and now they doubled the subscription. So now everyone's like, you know what? Let's jump ships. So <laughs> I don't know about equipment wise, like, because it's not that equipment won't work is the industry is killing some of the equipment. So be careful. As for me, I only stick to Google phones because I know Google won't kill their own product, at least for now. Give it a year. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you had a question in mind for me to ask you. What is that question you want me to ask you? So um, I would like to talk about um, some of the interesting projects I've done for my YouTube channel. A lot of people, when they do YouTube, they always say like, oh, I just need to make a video, then like, I'll get sponsored by someone randomly. For me, what I did was I called the local shops. I asked them, hey, I like your stuff. Can I make a crazy video for you? Uh, score pizza, we made a meat cake, which is a five layer pizza cake with a lot of meat on it. The other one was the largest liquid nitrogen ice cream sundae. Uh, we did a magic molecule. I asked them, I love your ice cream. Let's make something crazy. This one was my favorite one, which is called Clossum. Now, a lot of people have seen it on my YouTube channel. If you guys don't know it, go to www.clossum.com. Um, it's a virtual crane game. They offered me the chance to share with Alex that today's your day to play. I want you to play on camera. Well, is, I'm going to describe a play-by-play -play of how Alex is performing, but we're going to be doing Instagram video live right now. So if you guys want to see it, you can check back later on because I know this podcast is going to be later on. You got 500 credit, actually. So that's like 
Yeah, they don't. They they literally just said, you know what, Sam? Like, I want to see this Alice guy play. So this is your chance to show if you can play Clawsome. And a reminder, Clawsome is a virtual claw game. If you win, I'm going to send you the prizes as soon as I get them. So the pressure is definitely on. Um, I've never played a claw game before. Actually, you know what? I have in Japan. But uh, yeah, they're very tricky. I don't know what to do. He is, Sam is currently setting up his equipment to, to film this. Uh, so yeah, if I got this correctly, these games are video or like there's a live feed from another country, correct? Japan? You're right. Okay. And uh, so you're controlling it from your computer wherever you're located and if you win you get the prize sent to you and if you lose you get to rage if that's a thing right exactly <laughs> so right now in front of me i have looks like we have characters we have snorlax from pokemon yep iron man from marvel we have a rabbit with a eye patch with a hook and a peg leg i am sorry if i don't know what don't worry i don't even know either so alex you ready to go I'm ready to lose. I mean, win. Yeah, yeah. Definitely de ready to win. So, so for the listeners, we're going to do a play-by-play. -play, and hopefully you get to understand how much of a failure I am at games like these. So, uh, once again, Sam is recording everything. I'll put the link in the description where you can find this video. Correct? It's going to be on Instagram. So. It's going to be on Instagram. Um, so, you'll be able to see it there if uh, when it does come out. So, I have to ask you, what is the first step? Click on the prize you want. Oh, the prize I want. Get your Iron Man. You know Avengers just came out. You know what? Let's go with Iron Man. Where's this mouse? Okay, I'm clicking on the Iron Man. The screen is loading. I am describing every step. Okay, so now I'm faced with a box full or a little crane area full of Iron Man plushies, correct? Yep, you do. Okay, so, so now... There's a play button and there's an arrow button. Okay, Click so... on the play to put in your tokens. Use the arrows to move around and pick up the Iron Man. Okay, okay. This is going to be disastrous. So I click play. And I got the arrows right here. You got 12 seconds. And how do I press? Do I press spacebar? Uh, no, nope. no, no. You press the wrong button. You <laughs> press you press the play, the play button to drop the claw. Okay, so I, nope, I did not grab anything. One more time. No, one more time. So I know there's a strategy to this, and the claw is not as good. I'll play it one more time, right? Yep. Okay. Sorry for the people watching on Instagram. I'm not the best at this. I'm sure you're clutching your fist saying, Alex, who are you and why are you doing this? Okay, so I... We got enough for you to actually win, so keep going. One more. Okay, I'm going to press... No, not spacebar. I'm oh. going to press the claw. Oh, whoa! Oh, so close. It, so it grabbed the head, and then it almost grabbed it. It's got better grip than I do in real life. Well, you know what? It was, it was fun to try it, but I'm sure there's a strategy to it. And uh, you guys are listening to this play-by-play -play by me. I'm not the best at describing, but it was actually pretty fun trying it out. So yeah, we're going to try to win later on today. So uh, we'll let you know in the podcast later on if we actually win. Yeah, absolutely. When I'm not like multitasking because I can't multitask. But back to you. Today is not about me. Today is about you. Where do you actually pull your inspiration to do your YouTube videos? That's actually a pretty cool question because um, have you ever had a moment in your life where you have an idea and you want to do it? Um, especially like, let's say you're a kid, you're like, I can think of a cool game that me and your friends could play, like those imaginary games, like I could be a wizard, I could be a dinosaur or whatever. For me, when I sit at home, I think about what's a cool game I can create. Um, my last video I created was a blindfold version of this Clawson game. So if you know, if Alex is having a struggle with time, so imagine us being blindfolded while playing, that was rougher. It's the fact that anything you can do is fun. Anything you want to try with your friends. Um, it's like going over to your friend's house and randomly playing like 
I don't know. I'm not kidding anymore. I have no imagination. Monopoly. No, 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 not like Monopoly. <laughs> if you don't play Monopoly, get out of my house. Uh, but it's the fact that like you can do anything with your friends. That's what makes the video amazing. So this is actually a great segue to my following question. Do you prefer doing your videos alone or with friends? With friends, 100%. And just because when I do it alone, I feel awkward. Because I had my I had an old roommate walk by. He's like, Sam, are you crying? I'm like, no, I'm literally making a video. Dude, it's really awkward to have you in the room just talking to yourself. Like, do you need therapy? So uh, that's why I like having more people. But the issue with more people is is less organized, especially the videos I make. My friends don't like to plan out. I'm not, I can't give them a script. I can't tell them to look at the camera all the time. They're just themselves. And that's what makes half the video great. Exactly. And it's, that also makes the other half the video pain in the ass to edit. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Like sometimes I'm sitting in the room talking to somebody in South Korea and my wife comes in and I look like a crazy person just talking to the microphone straight out of the wall. But you're absolutely correct. It's always more fun to do with people you care about. Now, when you said you said you keep on putting the perfect segues to my following questions as if like you read the questions or you know what's going through my mind. I never read questions. <laughs> so my question to you is, um, what is your editing process when you like have a video? You finish recording. What do you do now? Do you sit on it for a week? Let it just. So going back to my previous answer was if it was work, I would save it for the work week. For YouTube, I just work the night off and it's just. It's fresh in my mind. I just have so much fun seeing my friends. I, I laugh at some of the jokes again and again. How if you look back at one of my videos for the Clawson video, um, you can see my friend Ricky actually eating chips and he looks like he's throwing up because he was eating yogurt chips. I did not know that existed. No, don't, don't ever. It tastes like fermented like milk. So I don't know if you want to eat that. <laughs> and how long does it actually take you to edit on average, edit a video? Um, depends on how long the video. Usually my YouTube videos now range from 10 to 20 minutes. So it could take about eight to 10 hours, depending on how bad everyone's jokes are. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's just roughly around the same amount of time for me and my podcast, but all, all our jokes are spot on, right? Yeah, especially today, we are smashing it with the jokes. Now, do you have, out of all the videos you've made, do you have a favorite one? I will probably say, um, bring back to Clossum because they're my homeboys. Um, Clossum, it sent me an email random one day. They said like, we like your claw videos. Could you do a video for us? And that's what's our, our partnership with them. We're actually exclusive claw game players with them. That's my favorite video because it was the first time me and my friends all, well, there's another claw game called Tariba. Have you heard of that one? I have not. It's basically a claw game that's like double the price and harder to do. And we actually spent a hundred bucks on that one to only win one prize. This one we were sponsored. We won 50 prizes. And this, the same price of how much we could have spent over there, we actually won here. I love that video because... I connected with some of the great people out there at Clawsome Games. My friends and me rewatched the videos over and over again. It's such a great laugh. I have new fans because of that video. And it's one of those videos, if you watch it right now, so go on my YouTube channel, Super Senpai, uh, you'll find the video and you'll laugh pretty hard on that one. So pause this podcast, go watch that video. Unless you're driving, do not watch a video while you're driving. I don't know. You must be risky today. <laughs> and uh, just to take you over the sideball question, what are some misconceptions about YouTubers? Yeah, we like we make a lot of money. No, we don't. I am not monetized by YouTube. Uh, YouTube has made new policies where you have to get a minimum of 4,000 hours of viewerships. Um, you also need 1,000 subscribers. The viewership one is pain in the butt because on, that's why a lot of people are making YouTube videos over 10 minutes at one minute now because you need those views. So I give you an example. It's 4,000 views, uh, 4,000 hours. That's, I think it was coming to me was I need to get about 10,000 views 
No, I didn't need to get 30,000 views for one video that had 20 minutes. And I cannot for the life of me understand why people watch video more than 20 minutes except for background music. And the other problem with YouTube is YouTube is 100%, um, can I say slut? Yeah, it's your podcast. You can say whatever you want. Okay, you gotta be a slut if you wanna be a YouTuber. Um, you gotta make sure you give your friends, other YouTubers, they share your stuff. You can't just make content on your own. And that's the part where I stopped making YouTube videos as a YouTube creator a while ago because I couldn't get more famous because YouTube had this bubble where if you're not slutting yourself around or like give yourself out saying like, hey, like if you like me, I like you. We make a video and then after that we subscribe to you each other and then we tell everyone to do that. It's I just don't feel comfortable saying that like I'm using you because I need the views. I want to use you because you're my friend. And I don't see that often on YouTube. And I guess if you're a YouTuber and you want to be famous, go for it. But if you just want to have fun, just make your video content. People will find your views. And if not, you're going to have a great memories for your life. I like that thought. And hopefully it's the same for my podcast. Uh, whoever's listening out there, I thank you so much. If you're not listening, then literally anything I'm saying right now doesn't matter. But exactly, I do it for fun. I meet interesting people such as yourself. We have interesting conversations. I lose at games such as the claw game and the card game twice in a row. So, but yeah, it's all about the memories and the good times. Now for you, what has YouTube taught you not like just watching videos but what has being a youtuber taught you in life in the past i actually was a youtuber um i learned that a lot of people are superficial themselves when they do youtube because they do it as i think the first moment when you become a youtuber and you start making money you kind of become a bit cocky saying like oh like i make Vinny, i don't need to work with you anymore and then you don't those people aren't the ones you want to mingle with there's a lot of youtubers out there that are trying to their best to get out there those guys are the ones that like are the diamonds of rough that I love meeting. They're hard to find, but if you find them, um, give them support. Yeah, that's what I learned from YouTube is back then I did YouTube because I wanted the views. I wanted to be popular. I made a video about Harry Potter and everyone hated me because I said Harry Potter was the most useless character in the, in the movie. Because all he did was um, have a flashlight and then a Spectro Petrona. So, you know, if I could do a flashlight too, I just need the away batteries. Is the community in Ottawa good for YouTubing or? You, Ottawa has one of the top YouTube communities out there. Um, I think there's like at least 10 of them. Um, 10 of the top, top YouTubers have almost a million following are here. <clears throat> some of them left. I'm friends with some of them. Um, and then one of them, I'm so mad because one of my best camera guys in my old company left because he got a YouTube job. He got a video job to film one of the most popular dogs in Ottawa. There's a YouTuber dog, the most famous dog on YouTube, lives in Ottawa. Really? Yeah, I was surprised about that. It was a dog that just ran around, dressed up as random things. I was like, that has like over a million subscribers. Why not? It's the internet. <laughs> yeah, he, he gives people health benefits. So good for him, for his industry. Now, you've learned a lot of things. What are some do's and don'ts when it comes to YouTubing, if you have any? It's kind of like the Instagram thing that's happening right now. Don't let the views scare you away. In Instagram, they remove the likes because they're like, oh, people are socially um, anxious themselves. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's the point of Instagram, right? <laughs> but for YouTube is don't let the views tell you who you are. Just make the videos and have fun. And then judge yourself based on what you feel comfortable with. Because if you're not comfortable with it, then you should improve yourself. But that's how you improve yourself. Um, everything you make, you can always make better. That's the number one rule for YouTube. And don't... I guess the last one would be... Um, I think the hardest thing about making a video is when you make it, then you have to edit, but then you pause saying that this is stupid. I could have done better. Just, just get it done. If you film it, edit as fast as you can. 
get it out on YouTube. If it's not good, fine, make the next video better. Because if you stop, then you stop the next video. Then you're not gonna make the next video. They're not gonna make the next video. I have 10 videos on log right now. I need to really edit. So that's on me. So if you want to keep up with YouTube, just make your videos. Just keep pushing it out. Because that's YouTube's algorithm right now. The more videos you make, the more likely they'll promote you. And it's only by your mistakes or your failures that you will eventually learn something and then you will improve. Not, I'm not saying you per se, but I'm saying a person in general will improve their skills and be able to grow. That's the number one thing is your hobby is something you want to improve on, but you don't want to be ticked. Uh, you don't want the clock ticking on you saying like, oh, if you don't do this, you don't get paid this week. Your hobby is something that you can enjoy and you can expand. That's something that you're more flexible working with. I go back to the career thing because I think it's important for this podcast. This podcast's importance is to show people that hobbies are an alternative version of your life that you get take out, that you get enjoy, but also you could bring in different things. You can make money off your hobbies, obviously, but it's the fact that you feel more complete with it because the other part of your life is the one that's working hard, but this one's the one that you just enjoy. I like that. See, this is from experience and time that you were able to build this mentality. Now, speaking about time, I know I'm really good at these segues right now. What was your biggest challenge when you first started YouTubing? So I'm not going to go to the past. I'm going to go to the most recent one, which was um, I had so many ideas, but I didn't know what to do. So I, I had to get an app on my phone. I actually got the app called um, Idea Grower. You can look it up. It's, they spelled grower wrong, so whatever. And if you get some other app, it's probably some plant one. But this is where I wrote these notes about these video ideas. So. I haven't filmed any of these ideas, but these ones are going to be in my eventually one, which is things I loved as a kid, but hate as an adult. So as a kid, um, I used to, I always wanted to try out those finger skateboards. Oh, those were fun. I don't understand how you use them. Now as an adult, I never want to. <laughs> uh, staying past up, past midnight as a kid, I always thought I was a badass. Now I'm like, it's just, just sleep at 10, man. <laughs> as a kid, I always thought that if you memorize pi to the 30th digit, all the girls will love you. That was the stupidest thing I did, and I have some useless stuff. So you can look it up right now. Um, anyone who's watching, I'm going to tell you the 30th digit to pi. So it's 3.14159265358979323846264338327950288841. I don't know if that's the 30th digit. I'm actually 100% sure this is right. You can look it up. But yeah, that is the most useless fact I ever learned in my life, and I'm so pissed off I did because the kids at science camp said, oh, the girls will love you. No, they don't. <laughs> I know it too, too. So you surpassed me in every way. I did not even take the chance to try to remember it, but that's pretty impressive. It sounds like it was just it a is not the best bar topic ever. If you came on to me at the bar and you dropped that on me, I would be in your arms. <laughs> I'm probably not the person you'd be trying to get, but hey, you never know. Right bar, right time. <laughs> <laughs> now, has doing YouTube videos ever helped you out when you're stressed? So let's say you had a long day and you say, you know what? I just want to record a video and just de-stress. I'm going to honest, no. And the reason why is because if you get so emotional to the video, you you might not do it properly, that you might have to redo it. Uh, for me, is if, if I'm stressed, I just sit in the corner and do nothing. Um, and that's just me. Anyone else, I'm pretty sure people have other hobbies. Like if you have a video game hobby, I'm pretty sure you just go play video games. That's it. So um, to, to each their own. And on the flip side, I might already know the answer to this, but did YouTubing ever stress you out? Of course. Um, <laughs> right now, YouTube is deleting views um, because... If you were to watch a video on the streaming service, for example, if you saw a video on Reddit, it doesn't count as a view. So a lot of my sharing platforms I actually used to use, I can't use them anymore because YouTube is like, I can't prove you're real because you're not using YouTube, which is like, why? So YouTube has been such a pain 
for algorithms to a point where I just stopped looking. And I think that's where I started to enjoy the videos more because is you're not on the clock anymore. You're literally just making a video because you can. It's not about the numbers. It's just, it's just about the passion. That's the thing. That's that's a hobby. Do something you love, not something that you have to work for. Now, this might be a tough question to answer, but if you had to give one good piece of advice to people who might be interested in becoming a YouTuber, what would be your number one piece of advice? Do it with your friends. That's the easiest answer. Your friends are going to laugh. You guys are going to have a good time. You guys are going to share it. If you do a solo, it's a little bit harder. You could be successful there, but doing it with your friends makes it so much better. And for you personally, I know you mentioned it throughout the episode. Do you have any social media links you'd like to share, whether it's your YouTube channel, um, obviously uh, Instagram, Twitter, or even other helpful resources that could end up helping people who want to learn more about how to be a YouTuber? Easy. Just look up Supa Senpai, S-U-P-A-S-E-N-P-A-I. You can find me. Uh, you can chat with me. You can send me some ideas. Uh, you can even check my website too. Um, but literally, I'm open for collaboration. I'm more than happy to make awesome videos around the world. I think it was kind of a blessing for me to realize that video was a talent I had and I can tell the stories for other people. And I'll finish up by saying one last video I do is called the Flower Boys and Girls Campaign. Um, all across Canada, we give about over, I think over 10,000 flowers to people on Valentine's Day. This was a video idea I had back in high school, back in university, brought it back to the Boys and Girls Club and we're making it to a national campaign now next year. Um, it's going to be, we did it across Montreal, Ottawa, Halifax, Toronto, and next year, we're going to be across both East and West Coast. YouTube was a gift for me for that. If I couldn't tell, the, if I couldn't make that video, I wouldn't be able to tell that story. I wouldn't be able to share the smiles everyone had. It was a bit of a blessing for me to realize that my video editing was, my video production was a blessing of a skill set I had that I could finally now use as a hobby. <laughs> And it was a humble video. It was like a three-part video, I think. No, I it was like it was one major video, and then there was four different ones for each city. So yeah, there was a, there was a few videos so you get to see different perspectives. And you know what the good thing about that is is that somebody in a different country might watch that video and might bring that idea and apply it to wherever they live, which is a humble and kind gesture. Hashtag copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you did share your YouTube. Do you have Instagram or Twitter? Same thing. Just like a super senpai. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll put all that description in the show notes below so people can click it, find it easier and everything else you shared. Now, what I tend to do on this podcast is I flip the tables and I ask you, do you have any questions for me about YouTubing? I have one question and I'm going to show you one last thing I have to surprise for you. So why do you do podcasts and videos? You're a good looking guy. <laughs> Uh, well, I used to be a producer and I used to have, well, I still do have a YouTube channel and I do music videos for myself, produce and stuff like that. And the reason why it's not really YouTube related, but the reason why I decided to do podcasting is because over throughout after puberty, people said, Alex, you have a deep voice. You have a radio voice. Yeah, but you have a good looking face. You could just do both. Eh, no, my head, when you ever put like a camera on my head, it like it cuts out because like my head's so shiny. But the reason why I decided to do... That's the camera's fault, not yours. <laughs> it, uh, it takes off 10 pounds off the top of my head. <laughs> but uh, the reason why I decided to do podcasting is because I always want to give a voice to people who might not necessarily have a voice. So I had the chance to talk to people who don't necessarily get the limelight or the shine that they would want and share their hobbies. Let's say Rubik's Cube or plogging. Plogging is jogging while you pick up trash or walking, Muay Thai, photography... There's even Urbex. I'm stuck on the plug and that's just... You know, it's an interesting hobby. So he... Is he from Ottawa? Uh, he is in Toronto. But it's a good cause and like... And I, I love the idea that people are passionate and they come on and they just talk about what they want to do. And uh, yeah, so I do plan to do this for 
as long as I can. Uh, if anything comes into my way, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'll do my best to try to get people to come on to share their passion. And that's pretty much why I decided to do podcasting. So I got a little gift for you as a thank you for bringing me on board. Um, you guys can see, but um, you can upload Instagram um, if you like, if you don't know, whatever. Um, I made a little video logo for yourself. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so, okay. I got to explain this. This is cool. Oh my goodness. It's a 3d animation of my logo time for your hobby in like a bubble state underwater and it rotates. I'm really bad at describing. It is awesome. I it's on your Instagram. It'll be on your Instagram now. So oh, you guys can watch it on Instagram. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to post that on Instagram. Probably, yeah. I don't know if I should post it before this episode. Post it before. Okay. Like, I forgot. I was like, to be continued. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, when you're looking, it's going to be a post further down. This is really awesome. I'm I'm loving it. Thank you very much, no Sam. No problem. So yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. And if you'd like to learn more about Sam, I'll put all the information below. It'll be very easy to click. He's a very kind guy. He just met me 20, like, well, 40 minutes ago, 50 minutes ago. But we just connected, we shared, we laughed, we cried, we felt, no, we didn't cry. Well, deep down inside, I cried when I played the crane game, but. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a great time having you. Thank you again so much. No problem. Love being here. Um, and the last thing I want to say is just the video I made didn't even take me that much time. It literally just, videos are, the, are really good gifts you can do to share with people. So I keep making videos out there. Speaking about sharing, if you think this podcast episode is going to be helpful for anybody who is interested in YouTubing and wants to let out their inner creativity, by all means, share this episode. You can learn from Sam. Uh, share with your mother, your grandmother, your cousin, or anybody you think that might find it helpful. And if you'd like to be on my episode or my, on my podcast, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>